Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi guys, welcome back to On Air with me, Abigail Ratchford. Today is episode eight and we are going to be talking about all things communication and dating in dating, relationships, all of that stuff, and the importance of communication. It's crucial to having healthy relationships, and just especially in the beginning, like when you're first getting to know somebody. So we're going to lay it all out for you. So let's go. Okay. So with the do's of communication, before we get into the don'ts, because there's a (laughs) bunch of don'ts, I'm sure. um, One of the things that you wanted to touch on was keeping conversations light and playful in the beginning. How do you do that without dipping too much of yourself into someone um I think that again like we I feel like just as humans we are so conditioned to try to like bond with somebody and find common ground and things that we have um shared you know experiences and stuff and sometimes we kind of go a little bit too personal with those things and I feel like you really need to kind of be oh like self-aware um because you don't want to be giving away too much too soon because you want to like build up to that point Mm -hmm. of trust and intimacy and that's also with sharing stories it's not just like a physical thing you know yeah do you um have you ever sort of had like a manic dating stage like we're in the beginning it's just like such a fast connection and then later you're like okay that was a little too much too fast yeah I did not recently because I feel like as I've gotten older I've kind of learned to pace yourself even if you feel like insane chemistry with the person you feel like oh I want to you know tell this person everything we could talk for hours on the phone we could you know it feels like I've known them forever but you kind of have to like put your foot down a little bit and just be smart because I feel like that happens so many times especially with women we always want to like bond with somebody and you know tell them everything about us all at once and I feel like it's just not a good idea yeah have you ever had an experience like where you've done that and then like you've shared so much of yourself and then either they've pulled back or you felt the need to pull back like why do you think that happens yeah I feel like that has happened to me before and I feel like again it was kind of just like too too much too soon and I feel like anything that's like that intense is bound to burn out quicker Mm -hmm. Because it's just like, you know, just you're speeding through the initial dating stages. Like, you want it to feel like it's six months, even though it's only like six days, you know? And I feel like that's just like a recipe for disaster because you just kind of, there's nowhere to go from there. I feel like that's happened with Pete Davidson and like every single Exactly, exactly. Have you ever heard like... um, any like LA stories floating around about him no actually I haven't well because he 
I think, yeah, he's in New York, but he probably, I really haven't met any girls that have dated him so far. I feel like he's so good at keeping things on lock, and he's simultaneously messy, and I I don't know (laughs) how it works. Yeah, he definitely seems like he's, like, kind of a love bomber, though, or something, but he just, I feel like that's the same thing that happens with him. He just goes, like, way too, puts it on too strong, you know? Yeah. Would you ever date, like, a comedian or no? Yeah, not him though. Yeah, <laughs> he's hot. Do you you don't think he's hot? He's cute, but uh, I don't know. I yeah, feel like he he's doesn't he like a big smoker? Yeah, I can't stand that. Yeah, I feel like he looks like he's like even like weed smoking is really gross. Yeah, I don't like somebody who constantly smokes anything. Is that like a complete like? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like every yes. now and then, it's like okay if they smoke like weed before they go to bed or something. Yeah. Like people that are just like always smoking or smoking. Yeah. I mean, smoking cigarettes is like. Have you ever had, like, a chain cigarette when you're, like, drunk? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Not recently, but back in the day. But no, I would never. Now it makes me, like, sick, even the smell of it. Yeah. I think that um, it's really interesting, like, the sort of ghosting dynamic after a honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that happens? Um, I feel like that kind of is common because, again, like, the woman feels like, oh, my God, we're so close. I've shared so much and stuff. And then maybe kind of puts, like, a little bit too much pressure on the guy or is like, where do you see this going? Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, are we exclusive? What are we? (coughs) And that just scares men away, I would say. Like, they like to be the ones that kind of pace it. So whenever a girl comes on too strong like that, like, a lot of guys don't really – probably want to have that conversation so they just kind of start you know slowly ghosting yeah so then if they deal with like that awkward conversation yeah the the small talk in the beginning like is that something you're fond of or is it like i i can't stand small talk it makes me so anxious what do you mean like like in the, like the first date just the small talk trying to like understand their hobbies or what they're into like do yeah. you think it's important for women to like show interest in that mm-hmm. i feel like i'd rather know like kind of things that they're like passionate about like yeah. you know if it's if it feels like it's like a job interview or if they're asking really totally. stupid stuff like what was the name of your first pet do you like this flavor I, it's like no let's talk about like you know yeah more exciting things without obviously oversharing but yeah what makes you passionate like what do you think you would if you were on a first date like what would you share like someone were to ask you what are you passionate about I feel like I was created to create mm-hmm. like and that's just a million different things like I want to do like a specific photo shoot if I want to do a recipe if I want to create a makeup look like I'm just very creative mm-hmm. if I want to put together a party with my friends and like do like interior design I'm just a really creative person and that kind of just make brings me joy is like creating different things yeah you know, looks photo shoots final images projects like launches that's yeah. what makes me happy and I want to be very successful because I really do like this sounds so cheesy but I really do like to help other people like especially my family and people that I love, have them maybe have opportunities I didn't have, mm-hmm. but now I'm in a position where I can help them if they want to start a business or if they want to, yeah. you know, that makes me happy. So that's so beautiful. I feel like we never get to see that side I of know, you. I know. I um, know. <laughs> is that like? Does that ever get overwhelming for you when you're trying to manage like all these different projects? No. Um. I definitely have, like, a severe case of ADD. A lot of people say that they have ADD, but I, like, really do. And it's, like, a blessing and a curse because a lot of the time when I'm really obsessed with something, I hyper-focus on it, and, like, I can't 
focus on anything else. And I wish sometimes I was a little bit better at maybe like multitasking, Mm -hmm. but it's also, it's not really good to multitask because then it's like you're kind of half-assing 10 different things instead of giving your full focus to like one thing. But I do try to, that's why I write everything down because like I'll have all these ideas and I'm like, okay, I don't want to forget. This is like my to-do list. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to forget all these like ideas that I had like over the weekend, but like I need to focus on like this one thing Mm -hmm. because there's like a deadline on it. Like that splash photo that I had to do the other night. I'm like, okay, do this first, like then do the other stuff because if not, I'll just, you know, procrastinate too, way too long and I can't afford to do that. So yeah. Do you, what's like your favorite or like, what's the best way for you to combat your ADD? Definitely list. I have list Mm -hmm. for sure. And, um, I try to like keep my phone on do not disturb unless it's like a day that I know that I'm going to need to get like get back to you guys mm-hmm. or something. But for like the most part, I really try to kind of have it do not disturb and try not to go on social media and just dedicate like four hour chunks. That's like my sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Like just spend four hours, knock out this like yeah. these things on the to do list and then that's it. Yeah, that's such a like interesting. I feel like growing up with ADD and like becoming an adult is you, like as an adult you almost feel like cheated out of time because you're like yeah. I wish I knew that I could handle it this way I know right yeah do you ever like find yourself starting new um sort of ways to organize and then you have to like restart again because it's like you don't stick to it or it's like difficult yeah to and I, I definitely one of the things I really need to work on is like I have this obsession with things needing to be perfect before I begin them and I really tried to kind of get rid of that idea because it's like never you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's never going to be perfect. No, like I'll be like, oh, like let me create this one rack in my room just for what I want to wear for the month of April. And then once everything's lined up, I'm going to hit up these photographers that I want to shoot with. But then like if the clothes aren't lined up perfectly, I don't even reach out to the photographers. And so then exactly I'm like, okay, saying. you have to be able to do one thing without everything being 100% mm-hmm. the way you want it. Because it, I feel like perfectionism and perfection is like, the opposite of progress like you're not totally. going to do anything if you're always waiting for it to be a hundred percent you know yeah it's it's really interesting too because you can do those things and then you end up like taking one thing from one piece and adding it to different yeah. it, it always is different than you exactly plan it so it's like you can do the best that you can it's like yeah. either do nothing at all or do something that isn't amazing and it's like you should just do something you yeah, know no for sure it gets so difficult um um we should do like an ADD or like OCD episode. Oh my that would be yes. really interesting. Do you do you think you have like any OCD? One million percent. She was, yeah. One what's like the percent. what's like the weirdest OCD sort of thing that you have? Um, I definitely write things out like five times in a row. Same. Yeah, and then. Oh my god, I feel so seen. I <laughs> like I didn't I didn't know anybody else like really did that. Yeah, and then I like if my makeup and stuff. I have housekeepers come twice a week. Mm-hmm. They have to like color coordinate everything, and if anything's out of like a spot, I'll be like is that not there and I'll start to like panic yeah I get it though it sounds so crazy like saying it but in the moment it it really is just like that no for sure like it just makes everything and I have like like a constant fear there's actually a word for it but I can't think of the name of it but it's a fear of forgetting things oh my god me too I know exactly (laughs) what you're saying that's why I have things written I have a list of 10 things and three of them are the same exact thing because I've gone back and yeah, that is, or it'll keep me up at night. So I'll like sometimes I'll look at my phone in the morning and like because I get up a lot during the night to go pee and I'll have like a note that I wrote at like four in the morning and I won't even remember half the time, and it'll just be like one word, like a song or some kind of thing, and I must do it when I'm half asleep, mm-hmm. and I'll just be like maybe I was dreaming about it, and I write it down, 
because I'm like, I have this fear of forgetting things to the point that it, like, I literally need to write everything out. How do we get over that? Because I don't know. It I think really, we need to go to therapy. No, same. <laughs> it really does fuck me up. Like, I'll like, it'll be like, okay, 6 p.m. I'm like done with everything I had to do that day. And like, I'm going to go to bed at 10 p.m. But like two of those hours, I'm s- my brain is still so on yeah. that it's like impossible not to look through my list again. Oh my God, or, I Or like, I check to make sure my alarm's set 15 times because I'm like so nervous that it's... Yeah. Or, like, this is something that I've also done on dates, too. If the guy's telling me a story and I'm, like, very interested and one part of the story makes me think of something, like, that happened to me, I'll almost black out, like, and Everything I won't really saying. listen to the rest of the story because I want to make sure that I remember the story that I want to tell them that they reminded me of. And I'm, like, I just go into, like, <laughs> autopilot. I'm, like, <laughs> they're, like, are you, am I boring you? I'm, like, no, but let me tell you, like. You I literally do that I all the time. Do that. I was scared. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I was scared <laughs> that it was, like, a narcissistic tendency because <laughs> no. I'm, like, I don't really care what it's yeah saying, But, like, I have a fun story, bitch. There, like. there's, and there's so many things that I've realized, like, in this past year that I thought were different things that now I realize are ADD. Like I used to think, oh my God, maybe I'm just lazy. And it's like, no, there's a lot of things that go with ADD that like you don't want to start something until it's perfect. So you Mm -hmm. go into like freeze mode. It's And we always think, oh my God, I'm just so lazy. I can't get it together. But a lot of it stems from like different features of ADD. So yeah, there is like nothing more gratifying than when you're able to catch something in the moment and like not sweat it and be like, oh, I know why I'm doing this. Holy fuck. And then you're like, you just breathe and it's like, okay, yeah. this is making me feel uncomfortable, but I'm just going to go with it anyways. Go to the next thing and like yeah. try not to think about it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, so communication, <laughs> right? Do you like, um, with past partners, did you ever find yourself having to explain your ADD or OCD issues? Yeah. Um, especially with my like last relationship where we lived together. Mm-hmm. Cause he would just be not messy, but like he would leave things out of place. Yeah. And then I'd be like, doing and I, I would literally dwell on this thing and be like super focused on it mm-hmm. and then it was just like a constant like I'm like okay this isn't even me being like normal mm-hmm. I have to understand not everyone is like super OCD with like the way that things are put in order totally but it was definitely difficult in the beginning kind of yeah separating it how did you like handle that were you just like okay I have to let this go and like you breathe through it and like kind of yeah. move on yeah, I was like, as long as it's not my stuff, like, you just stay out of my closet. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, kind of just accept that you don't have control over everything. Yeah. That's the, really the only way to kind of push through. Yeah, Ian will, like, drive up with me in the morning to work when he comes in office. Uh-huh. And I have this, like, spray hand sanitizer, this, like, lavender one in my <laughs> console. And it'll just be, like, missing. And I'm like, he was just, like, touching it, like, moving it. And it messes me up so bad oh OCD-wise. Because I'm like, it needs to be there, not, like, in the right. side door. Like, <laughs> Oh, it freaks me out so bad. Um, okay, let me move on. Okay, so the last part of do's in communication with dating. Um, what are some do's and should, or sorry, things you should and shouldn't share on a first date? Like, what are some things that you think would be good to share? Um, I think maybe, like, you want to definitely, of course ask them about themselves and share like a little bit about yours but I feel like when people kind of dominate the conversation the conversation it's like I hate that when somebody just takes over yeah and it's all about them yeah it's good to kind of like give and take a little bit but you want to keep it like balanced on both sides have you ever found yourself like in a position where you're just kind of excited to talk about yourself and it's hard to like listen (laughs) to other do you know what I'm saying yeah um 
or the conversation just sort of is centering around you just because it is. And it's I like feel like usually I, the only time I do that is like if they genuinely kind of are controlling the conversation mm-hmm. and they ask one question after the other and mm-hmm. like one of my stories, whatever, kind of prompts them to follow up with another question. Yeah. But I won't just go on a tan like mm-hmm. ramble on unless they kind of are continuing to follow up with like more questions i'm starting to think i'm a narcissist because i really love when people just ask a bunch of questions really oh my god <laughs> or no. like they seem excited about what i have to yeah. say you know what i mean yeah, and then no, it kind of does get me I on think like, that's like a, normal though yeah, yeah i think so too um so we have here in this don'ts of communication and dating is speaking poorly about yourself or past relationships how do you why do you think that women are so um like why do you think women are feel inept to talk poorly about themselves? I don't know. I feel like that's like such a mistake that women make, especially early on, because again, like these like first impressions that you make on somebody are everything, you know, and you don't want to be bad mouthing your ex. You don't want to be making it seem like you've had like horrible luck with men or in dating because then it kind of just seems like you're, I don't want to say like not desperate, but like defeated. Like, it's like, oh, this is my last resort. That's why I'm, like, on on a date with you here. You know, like, you want to seem like you're there with that person because you choose to be. Like, you could be a million other places, but you're not. Like, you're there with them. And you don't need to say that, but your actions kind of will, like, bring that point across without you having to say it. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I think, like, definitely no jokes putting yourself down, even if you're, like, just kidding. Yeah, you know, I feel like sometimes I've done that to like make myself seem smaller so someone else seems more like yeah the boss of the situation. Do you know no, what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want to. Which do is that. so gross. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. Um, so with this communication and dating that we're talking about, there's these great case studies of communication, which are literally just dating shows. What uh-huh. are some of the dating shows that you're into? Oh my god! And would you ever go on one? <laughs> no. Really? Never? I would, no. Like, I would never go on as a contestant. You're too mysterious. Yeah. If they asked me to be a host, maybe. But, like, me going on as a contestant at this point in my life is just, like, going backwards. Like, (laughs) so true. (laughs) Um, The one that I love lately is Love is Blind. Same. I started that last night. But I just, I like watching that because I think so many of the contestants are just, like, delusional, kind of. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know, they're, like, on day three. I, I like when they're self-aware, uh, but will still say things like, oh, I think I'm in love with them. But yeah. it is day three. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, no, it's so funny. Do you think if you were in that situation that, uh, like, you had, you weren't able, I mean, if you guys haven't seen Love is Blind, do you want to explain it? Yeah, so basically they um, are paired with these people, and they're, like, on both sides of a wall, so they have no idea what the other person looks like. They're in these pods where they spend, like, eight hours a day kind of just getting to know the other person. I think they, like, give them, like, wine and drinks while they're in there. They get, like, comfortable, and they kind of just... This is, like, a case where they really overshare because they are they really want them to get the full-on dating experience, like, fast and furious, and with everything except for knowing what the other person basically looks like. So then I think when they, like, choose them, they have the decision, like, who are you going to choose? And they match them up. Then they see if their connection is, like, could sustain now that they face to face but a lot of these people are like the definition of delusional i know like thinking they're in love after yeah. like three days is insane yeah they think that they're in love they say i love you mm-hmm. 
And then I feel like reality hits and they're like, oh my God, like this is like, this, yeah. we're not going to last. It's like, I have a job in a real life. Like yeah. I don't just, I can't just like be in this pod all day. Yeah. Um, if you like were on that show and you found like a really great connection with somebody, mm-hmm. you were super excited to like date them after and they came out and they were just like totally not your type physically. How would you handle that? I don't know. That's difficult. Like a five five like white guy. Like who's <laughs> like balding. Like what would you do? <laughs> um I I'm mean, not saying you, you know what I'm saying. Say, no, you know what I'm saying. I'm what think, are you saying? My I'm type thinking, is like a really tall black guy. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of like a like like a sixty year old like yeah, white like, like wrinkly man. Yeah. Got it. Oh my god. I don't even know. That would be I mean that like I would like to think of myself as somebody who's not shallow. Yeah. And you know, I like to see people for more than just the exterior, but there's like definitely a line, you know, because physical yeah. appearance is important. But I feel like, yeah, it would it would have to be like some hope. There would have yeah. to be some potential in making them look decent. Yeah, I've never I, I've only seen a few episodes. Do they ever set people up like that? Where it's someone who just isn't the most attractive. This is so mean, but like, you know. So the last, the current season, um, have you watched the, the new season? I think I'm on four. Okay, so that's a new season. Yeah. So the one girl, Irina, everybody just like hates her because she thinks she's, I, I think, like a supermodel and uh-huh. she's an attractive girl, but her attitude yeah. just makes her like so unattractive. Yeah. But um, yeah, I won't give it like any yeah. more away about it, but that's pretty funny though. Yeah, I really need to see that show. I need to finish it. Yeah. Or it may, I, I like that dating shows aren't chronological because yeah, I don't yeah. have the attention span. You can span. just tune in whenever you want. Yeah. Um, so continuing on the don'ts of communication and dating, how do you feel about nagging? Um, and like, what do you do when your partner just isn't cooperating? Um, so I think like you definitely have to communicate about things that you expect and things that you want from them, but you shouldn't have to say it like more than once because either they're just not listening or you just are nagging because nobody wants to be nagged or told what to do like a child, you know? So I feel like if somebody really values you and respects you, then they listen to what you like need in a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I feel like that can be really interesting because some people will like hold on to a relationship even when the communication isn't great. And it's just like, they completely change themselves. Yeah. Have you ever like found someone else doing that for you where you feel like someone is kind of changing themselves around to please you? Or vice versa? Um, I'm trying to think. No, I feel like, because I don't like to nag either, you know? So if somebody, like, doesn't really listen when I'm telling them what would bother me and what, like, I prefer and stuff, then I feel like that's just, that's, like, enough to kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, finally, before we move on to the next topic, Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to these, like, first date scenarios, how do you communicate through text? I feel like we've touched on this briefly. Yeah. But do you wait for the guy to text first? Do you text first? Yeah, we wait for the guy to text first. Mm -hmm. And, again, like, you don't want to be sending novels all day (laughs) long. I feel like save a lot of, like, the meat of the conversation for, like, in-person dates kind of because again if you get everything kind of already like out there through text it's like what else do you have to talk about when you guys actually hang out yeah yeah that's really interesting I've never thought about it like that because then you see I've had situations with like friends even where I'll see them and I'm like well, like, I sent you, like, a 30-minute voice memo, so I kind of caught you up already (laughs) like I don't know I guess we'll just like hang out yeah exactly um 
Yeah, that's interesting. I actually, I have to ask you for some personal advice because I went on a first date recently uh-huh. and um, I'm trying to keep the mysteriousness. I've honestly taken some of your oh advice God, from the podcast, good. but um, I have like the urge to like see him more than I should. Yeah. Like, how do you keep Don't. that urge? Yeah, no. I Yeah. How do you like keep that? You have to just kind of train yourself, yeah. you know, and you have to kind of go off of logic instead of emotion in the mm-hmm. beginning because your emotions are going to be like, oh my God, like I want to hang out with this person, blah, blah, blah. But you have to like kind of see things from like um, a calculated point of view mm-hmm. in the beginning. If you want, like you have to think long game. Longevity, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I need to like figure that out <laughs> because I'm like, I'm like, maybe should I cancel dinner? Like, um, no, I'm kidding. You're like, should I not order those matching monogram? <laughs> I, I texted my friend and, as a joke and I was like, Oh my god, the first date went so well. He texted me like the nicest poem after and we're going to like a staycation tomorrow. And she was like, What? And oh I was like, I'm god. kidding. Like, I'm joking. Uh, I was just watching before I came here when I was getting ready, I was watching How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the movie? No, actually, yes, I have. Oh my god. Yeah. It's just it's so funny. It's like all the things that like drive somebody away, like mm-hmm. nagging, being clingy, like, mm-hmm. you know, invading their space that they have with like their friends, like their guy time, like it's so funny to think of yeah. like all the things we sometimes do wrong. Do you um have you ever had a situation where the guy where like you really liked them but you met their friends and you were like, "Oh, these people suck." Like or you didn't like someone's friend group? Mm, I'm trying to think. Or your friends didn't like your boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, there's been times where like my group of friends didn't like their the guys' friends. Like they thought that they were just like, I don't know, nerdy yeah. or like weirdos kind <laughs> of, but yeah, I'm, I'm usually, like, pretty open-minded when it comes yeah. to that. As long as the, the people aren't, like, stuck up or, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Is that, like, anxiety-inducing to you to mix groups? That is, like, my yeah, biggest fear. Yeah, a little fear. bit. I hate that. Yeah, because I'm always somebody who, like, I definitely pick up the energy of everybody in the room. <laughs> and I always take yeah. it on me to kind of feel, like, make sure everybody's having a good time. Yeah. You know, and then, like, if I feel like there's, like, awkward tension, I feel like it's, like, I need to go fix it. Or it's your, yeah, when it's yeah, not even your fault. Yeah, and I'm like, these people are adults. Like, yeah. let them figure it out, kind of, but... Do yeah. you ever feel like if you bring a guy around and they aren't, like, behaving themselves, that it reflects on you? Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. I know. Because you want to, like, control how you look to your friends, exactly. but then you can't. Exactly. No, for sure. Yeah. Has that ever happened or no? Yeah. Or, like, if the guy's friends, like, if they have girlfriends or, like, are married and they're, like, hitting on my friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this makes me look bad because then they're going to think that you're a cheater because your friends are, right. like, you know, Being sleazy, creepy. like... So, yeah. Oh, that is so uncomfortable. I know. That's interesting. I, I feel like no one really obviously knows what goes on in your DMs, but, like, have you, you've had, like, married men, I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm like, gross. Have you really like, clapped back and been like, you have a wife? Like, yeah, I used to do that all. N- now I don't even, like, care, but yeah. I used to always do that. Like, if guys would send me, like, creepy DMs and, like, yeah. their profile photo would be, like, of them with, like, their kids and wife, I'm like. Mm-hmm. And, like, holding a fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so when it comes to the clinginess, as you mentioned, I remember there was this big trend of, like, having matching Jordans or, like, matching jumpsuits. Have you ever yeah. partaken in that, or did you, like, know better? No, definitely not. Yeah, I like think I that's like really I like them to cheesy. have, like, their own style and yeah. me to have mine. What's your favorite, like, what type of style do you like for a guy to wear? Like, do you like when um, they're in sneakers or, like, suits? No, I like, like, sneaker. I like, like, more, like, laid-back, mm-hmm. rich vibes. Like, they could have, like, a shirt on that looks like it's, like, literally from walmart but it's yeah. like a tom ford like 900 t-shirt know, yeah you know what i mean it's like low-key stunt like yeah. you, 
Are they like a billionaire or are they yeah. homeless? Like it's, <laughs> it's always the guy, like the fifty-year-old man in the New Balances, and like yeah. the sweatshirt and like the guy Harvey fishing shirt that exactly. is like a billionaire somehow. Yeah, because they just don't care. Yeah, yeah. We were actually this actually is so funny. You were mentioning how a friend of yours who goes to the same gym as me knows this billionaire there who oh like God, is yeah. really like gross. You <laughs> wouldn't know that he's a billionaire. Yeah. You never know. I know, but I think that's. That guy's actually not attractive yeah. at all. Like, my type would be attractive. Oh, yeah, but no. But like, a hoodie and, like, you know, like, sneaks and, like, whatever. But, like, their outfit's actually, like, expensive. But yeah. they just look like they don't care. Yeah, it's I like know exactly effortless what you're saying. swag, you know? Yeah, it's like it's like a Rolls Royce instead of a Lamborghini. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Understated. Um, okay. Uh, with, like, the nagging and sort of communication thing, what is your reaction when you're, like, when you do receive, like, a long-ass paragraph? Like, how do you even handle that? God, it's like an instant, like, yeah. I like a death sentence. Yeah, it's like a death sentence. Um, I usually just block them. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I don't blame you. That's, like, the reason that D&D was made, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. I don't like to put on, like, the full D&D because I'm scared of emergencies, but if you scroll through my text, it's all, like, the silent bell. Yeah, one million percent. If anyone sends me, like, a long-ass paragraph like that, especially a guy... I feel like that's like a girl thing. I just was yeah. going to say that. That's like woman behavior. Like yeah, it's definitely women. Yeah, because it's very like emotionally charged. And I feel like a guy, like a straight man, should not be yeah. that like, you know what I mean? It just is like a turn off. It makes them look weak. And I don't like that. Totally. Like an instant turn off. Or yeah. Like a weak guy. That's kind of interesting. Like for women, it genuinely just is kind of a really good communication thing. And for yeah. men, it always is like ramped up and... It's always, like, crazy things that don't need to be yeah, said. especially if it's early on. Yeah. Like, okay, if you've been together for, like, a year and you guys actually get into, like, a real argument, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Maybe to send, like, something over. But, like, if it's early on and this person is just, like, acting like a little bitch, it's like, oh, God, no, I can't. Yeah, that's so overwhelming to deal with, too. Yeah. Yeah. Have, um, there's, like, I've seen this quote where it just talks about, like, when you're in a relationship, the main thing to make sure of is that they're adding to your life, but you would be fine alone. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. How do you, like, keep that balance between, like, not caring if they love tomorrow, but, like, still... I think that that's... We kind of touched on this, like, on my last episode. Like, you really need to not lose yourself in the relationship. And you really need to, like, make your life and your goals and your dreams and keep your own activities that you do without them and all that stuff like that has to be like 90 percent of your life yeah and then they should add to it Mm -hmm. so again like if they left you'd be maybe sad but like your life goes on you know what are some like what do you do in like everyday life to ensure that um I think maybe just kind of develop like a routine Mm -hmm. always and then always kind of check back in with yourself and just make sure that you're not like it's so easy to kind of get, like, enmeshed with one another. Your groups become the same. Your activities become the same. But, again, like, I think that part, like, relationships that end up being very healthy and last long, they always kind of both have their own life. Yeah. It really is such a beautiful thing when, like, you can adapt someone into your friend group. Uh Uh-huh. How do you keep that separate, though? Like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you only have them come to big events, or do you, like, if it's a girls' night, do you keep that as a girls' night? Like, yeah, if, definitely I would say, like, they should have, like, guys' night. You should have girls' night. But yeah. then, of course, if there's things that are, like, group outings or, like, games you guys all want to go to or concerts and stuff, that's kind of, like, you mesh them together. Yeah. But I think it's definitely important to still have, like, your girl time, your guy time. 
without the other person. Yeah. So for this last section, we're just going to hop into communication as a love language. It's sort of adapting the words of affirmation that you mentioned. Um, And I think that there is a lot of talk around how to express love and not love bombing as we talked about. Mm -hmm. How do you think that like you affirm to someone that like, oh, I love you. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Verbally without over communicating. I think like in general, people like to feel appreciated and they like to feel like their efforts don't go unnoticed. So it's nice to maybe like not just give them generalized things like, oh, you're the best. Like be like, you know what? That was really nice. Like I appreciate what you did for me yesterday. Like help me. Like, so they realize, oh my God, she notices those things, you know? I feel like that's important. And then um, just, like, checking in with one another, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes, again, we don't realize, like, people, our partners can't read our minds. And you always want to make sure that you're not doing anything that's, like, disrespectful to your partner, mm-hmm. like, things that you might think are, like, playful, maybe they might be bothered by, you know, with, like, the way that you can communicate to other people. You always want to kind of, make sure that you're respecting your partner's boundaries and stuff yeah um when it comes to like good morning texts and mm-hmm. things like that how soon do you think is too soon and have you had to have a deal <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i feel like the good morning texts are like a little bit overkill yeah yeah i don't know they always kind of bothered me because i'm like especially if like you just saw the person the night before <laughs> it's like really like don't you have stuff to do? Don't you have a job? Don't you have to go make money? Like, <laughs> why are you just like sending me this novel first thing in the morning? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. If you haven't seen the person in like a week or two and they send you something nice, that's one thing. But if it's like right after you guys went out the night before, that's like, God, no. Yeah. And what about Space. like, have you ever had like cute pet names or do you always like hate it? Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's your sign again? Fuck, I forgot. Aquarius. Aquarius, right. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a, like, Cancerian, like, thing to do is to, like, have pet names. Yeah. I appreciate, like, a good, like, babe, like, Babes, every yeah, night. Na- yeah, babe, but, like, nothing, like, cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Okay, guys, so that wraps up today's episode on communication and the importance of communicating um, in relationships so that you can have the relationship of your dreams. And what else? Is there anything? don't um how to survive with ocd and insane add (laughs) we're gonna do another episode just on ocd because there's so much more that we have to touch on that we briefly kind of skimmed today um but yeah i think that's it i think it's good yeah okay sounds good guys thanks for tuning in i'll see you guys next week on on air with ar love you